Hey, y'all, it's Flowers. Thank you very much for taking the time to download this episode of YLab Podcast with Neil Kumar. We appreciate you taking a moment to share our time with you, whether you're driving in the car or walking the dog. We really appreciate you tuning in. Neil is a very cool guy. He's a local celebrity here on Melrose Avenue. Came over from England a few years ago to pursue his acting and is very disciplined still in his martial arts. And you can't help but fall for his infectious personality. Like I said, he's a local celebrity around Melrose Avenue, and I was really grateful to get to spend some time with Neil. My takeaways from from spending time with him was just, again, his infectious personality. But also I learned that, man, this guy really leads with his heart. His tenacity and his discipline to be the best and come out on top, you, you, you hear it. He's got a really high bar he's set for himself, and he goes through all the things that he's trying to do to be the best version of himself. It's really cool. We had a lot of fun, and it's the first time we'd ever really sat down to connect like this. So thank you very much again for checking it out. Neil Kumar, YLab Podcast. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Um, first, I just want to say thanks for making the time to come by. I know you came in and you're a little late. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just jump right into this. No uh, well, welcome to YLab Podcast. I'm, thank you for the opportunity, bud. And welcome to those folks that are yeah, thank you. listening <laughs> and, and viewing. Uh, YLab Podcast is basically a safe place for two people to have a real conversation, mm. kind of peel off a few layers get vulnerable with each other, yeah. complimentary, and talk about things that we admire and our goals and our aspirations. But the real caveat here is the question why. And you and I have had, first let me introduce Neil. Neil is, Neil is a local celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mouth. Neil, Neil Kumar, is that? That's right. That's right Neil, yeah. Neil's a local celebrity here on Melrose Avenue. <laughs> and I'd first just like to say, like when I first met you over at the Nature Well, yeah. uh, you just have this super uh, vibrant energy about you, and it's hard not to connect with you at all. Yeah. And over the years of me living in the neighborhood, you've always been somebody that's asked great questions and gotten some. I've gotten to some kind of deep conversations quickly yeah. with you. So I was super excited to have you come over. Thank you. And spend this quality time and get to know you better. Um, but for everybody out there, Neil is a, God, how can I even describe you based off what I know? You're a true, uh, what I'd say is a true optimist. I think, I, I think that's you. a fair yeah. statement. That's right. And you obviously have just a, an amazing energy and everybody loves you. But what I do also want to dig into today, if you're, is some of your martial art background yeah. and also... Did, were you in military or something? Not well? all, actually. The roles I kind of go for are usually military because oh, okay. of my martial arts background, which is discipline, oh. respect, which comes from the military as well. Those are the kind of roles I tend to go for a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. And Neil, just you just came from uh, a acting class uh, yeah. where you were doing uh, scene study, study class, so yeah. director, writer, producer, just kind of yeah. all in the bucket, actor. Um, but yeah. I'd like to start there because I know you... You have a journey here yeah. to LA and share that. At least okay. how you um, got here. I used to do acting classes in Nottingham in England and um, I would like do these classes. We shot two features. I came out to LA on a vacation in 2009 and I was in Barney's Boone. I got specifically talking to my Barney's Beanery? Yeah, you know West yeah, Hollywood, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and literally, this person goes by, I go, if that person comes in this bar, I'm going to grab her hand and buy her a drink. Literally. It was literally that. And it was the night Michael Jackson died. It was that day. Um, and it, that person was very inspiring, in that, uh, which inspired me to move out to LA. 
which is how I ended up to LA. Well, wait a minute. You were, what made you want to have this, like, challenge yourself? You're well, like, if you, this person comes in, I'm going to do that. When when you're young, uh, I mean, it was very successful from young. I built a portfolio of real estate from a young age. Yeah, yeah. I, every, everything that people are doing in this town, showing off with the Rolex watches and stuff, I did that when I was 21. Hmm. Right? So when you've been there, done that, you know it's it's very a facade. It's a sign of insecurity. It's a fact. And I wanted to be uncomfortable because... The success comes from being uncomfortable, being vulnerable and taking big risks. And people aren't willing to do that because you see it in Beverly Hills. It's a big dick contest. One guy's got a Rolls Royce and then another guy pulls up in a Rolls Royce as well. Oh, you're so right. So, so <laughs> why do you want to compete with a big dick contest when God already made you unique as you are? Right? You could walk down the street in your underwear, but if you're confident within yourself, you could be a Ferrari. <laughs> it's literally that. Right? That's awesome. So I've been here, like, I want to say, I've been coming back to and fro before 2012 because okay. of this girl. I would fly out regularly. She'd fly me out and stuff. Oh, this nice. person's a very successful songwriter now, which oh. is good luck to her. We're not in contact. Yeah. But she gave me the springboard and inspiration to think big. Because in England, England's a little island. Now, if you want to make it in the entertainment industry, come to Hollywood. Yeah. You can either be a whale in a little pond or you could be a whale in a big pond. And I just wanted the challenge of being a whale in a big pond. It's yeah. as simple as that. So in the bigger pond. Yeah. Yeah. I could feel you on that. You know what I, mean? I mean, at the end of the day, I moved out from Oklahoma 20 years ago. I didn't have a big, I don't know if I had much of big aspirations or what it was, but mm. I just knew I wanted to swim in a bigger pond for sure. And the opportunities would come and I would explore myself throughout the process. Yeah. But I could definitely feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So how many how many years since I've been 2012? Here, seven years? Uh, to, no, actually, actually, when I moved here it was 2013. So it's going to be seven years in August. And when you came over, you brought your experience and background from acting, your yeah. theater and acting. Yeah. But then also you had studied martial arts as a from kid. From a very young age. A young age. Actually, that's a funny story. Actually, I started training martial arts because I would get sent to Birmingham which yeah. is famous for UB40, and I'd lived in Northland, England. <laughs> UB40. So every summer, my mum and dad would send me to Birmingham so they could work nine to five and not worry about the kids. And oh. I would work in my cousin's uh, grocery store, which is why I'm so charismatic at nature because I learned that there. And I was putting on, <laughs> I was putting on so much weight because there were so many candy bars and stuff and they'd, go, yeah. they'd feed me food. So it was like KFC, McDonald's, Burger King every time. And they'd go, yeah. this guy's putting weight on, so we're going to take him to a Muay Thai gym. So I started training Muay Thai with one of the bodyguards who happened to be the bodyguard for UB40, which is why oh, I bring them up. Right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. So it's so funny. And then I did I did six weeks with him in the summer. Yeah. And then I went back to Bradford in the north of England. And uh, I had to find something. I happened to be in my grocery store on, the, on my street. And this guy walks in and goes, yeah, I teach Muay Thai. Here's my business card. It was kind of like synchronicity. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. It was like, and and I've been training since I was 16 years old. Yeah. So did, and when you got here, was that, did you just immediately jump in? Finding a place. So, but to be honest with you, mate, this town is full of egos. It is, right? And I'm very selective who I train and where. And I, I yeah. train at a spot right now, which is, it's it's not about you versus you win or you lose. It's about you learn something new. Yeah. And it's about being vulnerable. You know, being able to take a shot or lose for once in your life because you have to because that's where the success comes from, you know? Why do you think you like this so much? What? You've brought up. You take a shot, you lose, and that's what hey, you're vulnerable and take a risk and because the challenge is this. You're talking, about, I want to get uncomfortable. It's like because you, like you really, I, I think I think because coming like I, I was very like I said very successful from a young age, yeah, right? Okay. And uh, like I said, I built a portfolio of real estate and stuff. And I thought to myself, I had it all. Let me tell you, Michael, I had, was it a I, breakthrough or something? Like, was it... I, I was going to marry this one particular person, right? I was going to settle down with this one particular person, and I was it was getting close because my sister got married, and I look out the window from the bedroom that i grew up in because i still we still have that house and i yeah. we won't sell it because of sentimental reason sure i used to look at that window and think is this it is this it is this life and is this old, life how old are you I must have been like 27 years old 20 is this what i do i grow up i get married i build a nice life but instead of driving yeah. the the average cars you drive the nicer cars but you go nicer hollies but instead of like going to the bar and buy a drink you get bottle service like that's sad that's kind of sad, and and like for me, that yeah. the revelation was like, if I don't take this risk now, I'm never gonna do it, and that's why I was like, I don't want to live in regret. I don't want to be 65 and it's falling off, and I'm living in regret. It's as simple as that. Were there people around you growing up that you saw that you either admired or actually were inspired, despite what they did? Like 
even saw somebody that you were like, man, I don't want to do that. My, uh, no, my own man. My dad. Yeah. I love my dad to bits. He's given me a lifestyle that, you know, I, a lot of people could dream of. Sure. But if I, I don't want to live in the shadows of my dad because my granddad came to England, right, to build a life for the name. I don't want to be my dad stay in England. I want to take the name to the next level. Oh, the only yeah, way yeah. is to, to leave England. It's as simple as that. I don't want to be average. I, I, no success comes from being average. I'll tell you that for sure. And you've seen me in nature. I speak, <laughs> I speak to some of the biggest names on the planet. Bro, you have a... That's what I was... I was walking by one day, and I don't know what I was thinking, but for some reason, like, this divine power was yeah. like, if Neil is at Nature Well, you're going to... I didn't even get anything that day. I don't know if you remember. No, you didn't. And I just... Was, I was telling myself over and over, I was like, I need to get Neil. I yeah. got to have... Neil's got to come over. I got to figure out more about this yeah. guy. Like, why, how come everybody loves you? Like, yeah. literally, we were having... I tell a story, but we uh, we have some common friends in the neighborhood too, yeah. and it's like Bobby's, oh yeah, Bobby's freaking birthday or oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing? You're like, what? Fuck, it's Bobby. I was like, yeah. I know it's Bobby, but like, you you literally know everybody, yeah. like you do. Um, and there's, I think there's a reason for. I mean, I think I I know how it affects me, so I I always feel good when I see you because you ask great questions, mm -hmm. like I said earlier. And you know how to get people to share kind of what's going on. And you have a little bit of an empath in, in you as well, where I think there's it's more than you like the self-suffering to come out a new butterfly kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But also you have, uh, like you really are, I don't know if you're, tr I don't know if it's just say, hey, you're really interested in people. But do you find that you get a lot of your inspiration from other people or you just get, or you just get happy f from those type of enge engagements? You mentioned when you were at the grocery store. Or have you reflected on that? Is that something? I do actually. I got a valid answer. We're both from very small towns compared to Los Angeles, oh, right? Yeah. So in our town, everyone knows everyone. It's as simple as that, right? Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy in Hollywood that like, what can you do for me? I want to be the guy that like, I'll be honest with you. When I used to go out anywhere I was in Leeds, in Bradford, in Manchester, in London, I could go to the front of the door and get in the club without even lining up anywhere. That's the impact I had. You know why? Because I was personal with people. I didn't want anything from anyone. It's like I still use that small town boy mentality in LA because as soon as you lose track of who you are, you lose the essence of your backbone. We're from small towns, both of us. I'm yeah. from the north of England. It's made me who I am, but to take me to the next level, I have to build on the foundation that I already have. Yeah, I'm not trying to be, you know... You, you, you know what I mean? You get, you get these people in, in this town is so apparent. Like, yeah, I'm too cool for that person now. Well, I would also not to interrupt. You, you know what I mean? But it's easy to fall into that where people are. I remember when I first moved out here, I had a game I would play. And it would because I was working out on Sunset Strip and I was meeting tons of oh, people yeah. and it was clubs and bars and my friends were bar and, you know, you're at a bar and you meet somebody. And I started hearing the same questions over and over. Where do you live? What do you do? What kind of car yeah. do you drive? And stuff like that. And so I used to tell people that I was a rock climber. Like, and they would just look at me like, huh? Because I was learning to rock climb at the time. And I was kind of fascinated by it. And I did go on some little rock climbing trips. But I was a waiter at Miyagi's and whatever. And this the response that I would get, I, no actor, no musician, no agent, no nothing. Because you couldn't get anything from me. There you go, you see. And so it was very interesting, like, the group of friends that I made during that time. Bobby is one of them. Real. Real. And so I I don't think I would have lasted in this town had I not done some of the similar things and also latched on to those type of people. Because mm. it's easy to see, too. You get, it's, it's, cringe, it's so cringeworthy, it's unbelievable. We both just cringed. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, it's like, like, uh, like it, the way I describe Hollywood is, this is the best way to describe it. Everyone's trying to be a, a Rolls Royce, right? Yeah. This, figuratively speaking, you drive around the, the, the town, everyone's a Rolls Royce. They're trying to be a Rolls Royce. Even the people, all the wannabes, right? Yeah. But I see myself as that classic Dino Ferrari that only comes out once in a blue moon, Sunday morning. <laughs> and I'm very selective who I associate with because you know what it is? You can't drive that car every single day to Ralph's. Can you? You can only drive it. You'll drive it and you'll drive it to Bristol Farms on Dahini. You'll park it in a special spot and the guy will wipe it down afterwards because that's the stop. That's how I deem myself. And I, I like to regard the people around me in that context as well. That's you know? badass. Because because like we're all we're all on the planet for a reason and we're all alive. 
we're all thankful to be alive. Gary yeah. Vee talks about it a lot. It's so it's so interesting what he has to say. He's got a powerful message. Of course he has. At voice. Yeah. Uh, it's a loud voice. It's like squeaky wheel gets the yeah. or squeaky yeah gets the oil. But he also has, I think, ninety percent of what he says is based off of of just doing good things for there others and stuff. And I think the ten percent that I probably disassociate with is probably more personality and curse words. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't give a fuck yeah. what I think. But it, it is interesting the impact he's had in social media over the last couple of years. And darn it, people are being people are inspired by that guy. He's yeah. a really good speaker. He's a beast, um, mate. And I I, I respect it because he has that he's that hunger. That you could put him in a, an apartment in New Jersey with nothing, and he'll make something out of nothing. Because this is the only country on the planet that you can really do that. This is this is really, as an immigrant, definitely the land of opportunities for sure. And I and I, I, I I'll hand down say that, regardless of the political party that's in power now. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. if you're willing to work and you're willing to outwork, you'll win. It's just as simple as that. It's law of averages, isn't and it? And you and you feel like. Sometimes the greatest motivator or you get your best work is done when you're a little bit of a pressure cooker and uncomfortable and you have to yeah. fight to get out of that. And those are the hard lessons. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. The, the, the uncomfortableness is that how far are you willing to be uh, malleable? It's That's an awesome word. Do you know what I mean? How far are you willing to move? How far are you willing to be flexible? I've done shoots. You Where's your tipping point? At? Where's your tipping Can point? You, are you willing to find it? Do you know what I mean? So I was at Nature World, I was at Nature World Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Day, I was uh, New Year's Eve night. I was at Spare Room, and from Spare Room, I went back to Nature World, and that was like because I thought to myself, I've got, I can do three shifts in a day and a half and make as much money for a week, that that in the new year when I can do a shoot that I'm not getting paid for, it yeah. covers me. It's like it's like strategy in it, really, you know. Micro strategy. Yeah. God, man, I just learned a lot about you. You know what I mean? <laughs> you show half the battle in this town. People don't want to show up. They think they're yeah. too big for the project. And I've worked on so many free projects, and I don't do it for free, uh, for 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 just for the sake of it. I do it for the love because of the people I'm working with. Yeah. And when you do it for love, mate, you can go on forever. And Gary Vee talks about that all the time. Find what you're passionate about. Find what. I, where, where were you? Where did you just come from? I get. I came from uh, Santa Monica Western. Oh, okay. So East Hollywood, almost. Yeah. And where do you study? Where, what's the name of the theater? I go to the Identity Acting Studio, which is famous for some huge alumni. Huge. Oh, okay. Like Letitia Wright, John Boyega all go there. Oh, yeah. sweet. So and how long actors. have you been going there? Recently, like a couple of months. So, okay. yeah. Have you bounced around a few different places? What's I, your strategy on like... I have, but I can't listen to somebody who's never made it as an actor. I'll be, I'll be honest. I want to win a gold medal, so why would I go to someone that's never won a gold medal? Simple yeah, as that. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, I'm a sales guy through and through because that's what I used to do. You so are. I look at numbers. I look at numbers. I look at what this person's done. I look at the credit. Is it credible? Credits should be credible. If they're Mickey Mouse credits, I'm not yeah. going to waste my time. Simple as that. You know? Unless it's networking. Yeah. And if you're making choices that are in regards to how the heck you're going to get to where you want to be, you got to be specific got to do it for love mate you can't be in this industry thinking you're going to make millions of dollars because you're going to be finished yeah that's what those, those people coming here thinking they're going to make quick money just because they're attractive and this that and the other they don't last i know because i've seen so many people come and they've all gone uh, a lot of people you've probably seen the same yeah, right there are a few there are very few that just kind of stick it out because here i am this is what i do that i know and i know a lot of people do that uh this town's full of of waiters that yeah. are actors that are here for the love of it and um there's also people that succeed. It's yeah. a, it's a crazy town, man. Uh, I admire you're you're such a go getter, man. I have to, it's, mate. Yeah. I have to, mate. If I don't, no one else will. I'm the face of my brand. Like I was saying back to yeah. that Dino, the Dino is is a very classy car, and like my brand is this. If I wanted to be a, a I don't know a little a pacer, for example, you just by saying pacer, you've already got this preconceived idea of the kind of brand it is, you know. And mm -hmm. I I brand myself in a certain way, you know, that like if I'm on set, I'm willing to be flexible, I'm willing to do this, and I don't need blue M and M's, I don't care. <laughs> you know, people have got so I've been on sets with like some names, and yeah, and like some of them are the nice. I notice the biggest names are usually the nicest, nine times out of ten. Yeah, and you get these nobodies, and they're like. They're like so disrespectful and they talk to that PA like a piece of shit. But that PA in five years might end up running Paramount. <laughs> you just they don't forget know. that. You know what I mean? Those people never, never forget, you know? Yeah. It, how you treat other people when others 
aren't watching or you don't think anybody's watching is probably the most important mm -hmm. people watching uh, experience because you just get to learn more about the human personality and behavior yeah. and especially in the point being when, when, when you don't think somebody's watching, how do you treat people? Yeah. And then it's the, when you see people doing that, airports are like that. Hospitals can be like that too. Uh, shit walking around the street down here is kind of like that. Yeah. It's kind of wild. So what is the, what do you, when you left acting class today, you're doing scene study. Um, Typically, my experience, I studied at Plas West for, geez, oh, yeah. four years, and then was at the Groundings for a little bit. It's a long time ago when I was the first young buck and moving out. But I, my question would be, what what do you, what's your favorite kind of, what's your, what are you studying right now? And is it a certain, like, story, or is it a character that you're really digging into? What's uh, I'm actually working on a couple of plays I got today, one called Red, uh, oh, Red I can't remember the name. I just got it. I just got it today. Oh, okay. Red coat. That's it. John Patrick Shanley. Okay. I literally just got it today in class. And, we'll and you have on. one of the characters in Red Coat. John, John. So I'm guessing it's based on John Patrick Shanley because oh. his first name is based after the writer, the yeah. character's name. So I'm guessing it's about him because John Patrick Shanley tends to do that kind of stuff. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. So I'm working on that today. Uh, but my goal, I'll be honest with you, Michael, is TV and film, and the the training in theatre. The knowledge and the things I bring to the characters in class, I would much prefer doing in front of a camera. It's as yeah. simple as that. I mean, some people prefer theatre. I don't. Yeah. I grew up doing theatre at school in England. I did too. Yeah, yeah it's because cons yeah. compulsory in England. My mom know? and my sister were really all dance. My mom was huge in the theatre. We had this uh, little, small hometown theatre called the Shawnee Little Theatre. Wow. And she was in all of it. Really. And my sister was in dancing, and we would always be in theatre stuff. Yeah. And I was in some stuff in high school and junior high as well. And then when I came out here, I, I studied at Playhouse West for three and a half years. Gosh, this is a long time ago. Did some TV commercial film. But I was also exploring. My, my main passion was music. Yeah. And so I also started a theater company with my buddy Christian Levitino. Shout out to the Gangbuster Theater Company. We produced a ton of, uh, of plays and was the musical director. So I was focused on performance-based stuff. And I hated going to commercial auditions. Did you? I hated it. I didn't like to drive to Santa Monica and drive back. Oh, yeah. And I just, it drove me crazy. And so I remember telling myself after about four or five years here, I was like, if I'm going to make it in this town, if I'm survive mentally and emotionally, not make it yeah. like success, but like not die, I was going to have to pick, uh, I was going to have to pick one or the other kind yeah. of thing. And I had had fun doing a lot of, commercial auditions and, and, small, yeah. and student films. And I did a couple of I did an independent feature film. Mm. And I liked it, but I not as much as live theater and music performance. And I think being a musician and being on stage and connecting just feels a lot more like theater. And I just, I remember going, man, if I ever do any films or something like that, it'll be my buddies. And so really for the last 10 years, 15 years, I, I would do, I've done a couple little films because they're my buddies. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm sitting around cameras right now, but, the, and now this is my creative art yeah, project. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember making a choice. And so that's why I was digging into your, you came in just super stoked and energetic about your scene study and what you were studying. And I kind of got a little, I don't know, it was, I'm not envious, but I was thinking, oh man, that's cool. I miss, yeah, the conversations are like, oh, I miss uncovering layers of new characters yeah. and finding out different ways to attach my emotions to things that acting is fun. Like scene study was fun. I loved the play scene study. Yeah. That was super fun to me. And so that, that's why I asked those questions. So, so what do you guys, what's the next step with it? Then? Um, do you do it in class or I'm doing, I'm doing class, but I'm doing it just to stay sharp. You have to, have, you always have to stay sharp. It's like an athlete going to the gym. It's as simple as that. That's how I treat class. Yeah. But, I like training in front of TV and film. So any situation I can get in front of camera, any scenario at all, whether it's like, you know, helping a friend out and he needs a standing, I'll be that guy. I mean, yeah. I well, you have to. Yeah. Your network is your net worth, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Your network is your network. <laughs> you, you know, it's as simple as that. And this yeah. town is getting so small for me in particular. Like yeah. I, I work a lot. People call me up and they go, yeah, I got a project. I like my That's awesome. And people go like, keep these days free. Let me know. Yeah. This week I've had, several auditions which is great thankful for that you know yeah but you can't stop on what you did last year or a year before because yeah last year i saw three features an actor 
awesome main roles as well which is great and that's no agent no manager no nothing and that's from my network and those guys might not have a million dollars now but in five years they might have a million dollars that's what this town's so all about that's what they stand it's, yeah. it's almost like a penny share yeah. You you got to pay your dues. I was chatting to a massive producer about this, and his wife's produced massive movies. Yeah, nominated for two Golden Globes, and he said he got to pay your dues. And my wife paid the dues for fifteen years working for this guy. Yeah, now she's nominated for two Globes. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting. I've been in this town for twenty years. I've had a couple of different lives. You know, I had my medical sales career, but I always st- stuck it out with my artists, musicians, and and theater buddies, and. I think now when I'm going through like how to produce the show and a lot of it is booking guests and who do I want and what do I, how do I think that's going to go and what are we going to talk about? Sometimes it's just a matter of like that personality and what they're doing right now. And I started making my list. I was like, man, I know a lot of freaking people. And there's some people that are doing some cool stuff right now that I'm like, man, if I reached out to them, I wonder if they would, well, God, how long? And so I've been having to assess my network and my net worth. There you go. You see, you see, you see. When when you, do, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good. Me. But there's some that I just haven't touched in a while, and I'm wondering what the currency's worth. Mm. All good. There's still not, currency. When you come from a real place, the real yeah. people will respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know. But you you're doing this, mate. You've already won. Doing this, what you're doing I'm right now. Fun, yeah. You're already won because you do what you love. You bring great people on board. You're you creating you creating content yeah. for one, but you also there's no one telling you what to do, and you've won. You haven't got a boss. <laughs> this, that, that, I'm a pretty tough boss. <laughs> you, 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 do you know what I mean? You, yeah, won. I appreciate that. Because ninety percent of Hollywood are waiting to buy this GoPro, waiting to buy yeah. that mic. You've got that. You spent the money. You've put your money where your mouth is, mate. And I respect that. I've been recording myself for twenty years. I, you know, I've produced all my music yeah. myself, engineered it all myself. So when, when thinking about, or when taking the break and thinking about what my purpose was, it was really easy to go, well, I like this, I like that. But you probably need to learn this. Okay, what does this mean? What do, what do all these things mean? And and the podcast thing, because it's such a thing now, mm. I was like, oh man, I think that's my thing. I think I need to do a, a few of these. And it's been freaking fun. It's been a lot of hard work. And like you said at the beginning, and I think it's almost a good time to take a break, but it's Getting uncomfortable. Ec- money's tight. I've had to move in a roommate. I'm having to learn new things. I've given myself some some pressurized situation, but I'm in a situation where I've got to make some stuff work. And I know that this has to stay in my life. So now that's the hierarchy. It's like, okay, happiness, supplement that. But I want to take a quick break. Yeah. You said something about keeping the tool sharp and why you were doing uh, your study and things like that. And I want to come back and see if we can start with some of the other tools that you use to help you throughout your life, as well as acting to keep your skills sharp. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, theories and and practices, whether uh, you, you know, agree to which type of practice and and acting and things like that, plus some personal stuff. So. Michael Flowers here with Neil Thank Kumar. Going to take a little halftime break and Thank you. we'll come back in yeah. a minute. Peace. Hey, thanks for making it through the front half of Y Lab podcast with Neil Kumar. I would ask right now during this halftime segment, if you would like to participate and support the podcast, you can do so at anchor.fm slash YLab slash support. That's the hosting platform that distributes this podcast into the world. And they have a support feature that you can click a button, do a little donation, $1, $2, $3, $100, whatever makes you feel happy. Again, that website is anchor.fm backslash YLab backslash support. Here's the back half of Neil Kumar. Thank you. uh welcome back everybody what's up man uh michael flowers sitting here with my buddy neil kumar uh, podcast and 
man, it's just cool to have you. Your energy and your vibes are good, Thanks, dude. Man. It's like, man, you're not working, so we can just. You know what it is, though, chill. Michael. I, I got th talking about energy. I, I used to dream of living in Hollywood. Like I used to, like every. Yeah. It's so surreal. I, I used to dream of looking at. It's a funny story. I'll tell you. It used to rain a lot in England. I'm from the north of England. I used to look at that same bedroom window and think it's grey and grim. And you know what used to make me smile? Baywatch. Beautiful women on a beach in Malibu. It's going to be the funniest thing you hear, right? Yeah. I'd be on the beach. Uh, oh, thinking man. one day I want to be on that beach. and want to be with Pamela Anderson. It was so funny, yeah? The week I arrived here, guess whose house I was at? Tommy Lee's house. You're not. No word of a lie, right? Yeah. I met the two, Brandon and Dylan, I think the two sons are. Yeah. Pam wasn't there. I was like, oh, I was heartbroken. Oh, that was with that girl at that time. I was like, wow. <laughs> Talk about the universe opening up and now I live here. So yeah. when I ride past Paramount Studios, it makes me smile because I think, wow, I got palm trees in January. Yeah. And sun. I used to dream of that. So I've already won. It's perspective, right? Well, you know what I mean? I think, and, I, and I've become, I think, a little more aware of this recently as I've gotten older. It's kind mm. of maybe it's the irony of the statement is that I think when we're kids, the innocence that we have in our youth and the belief that, you know, like the magic of the moment um, especially the holidays and just anything that's bigger than us and our dreams, for example, that's pure thought. There's no ex external stresses of our lives mm. and money and, and adulthood. That's like childhood dreams. And if you can just live out your childhood dreams, you, the happiness and stuff, like I've always wanted to live in California too. I, yeah. As soon okay. as I graduated, I was like, no, I'm going to California. Like it's, something about skateboards and surfing and yeah bikinis and convertibles yeah. and i still like trucks and dogs and things like that but um i was enamored with the california lifestyle yeah. too um so i get that i wanted to ask you a question because we came back after halftime yeah you mentioned something about your tools getting sharpened and it made me think again about my time uh studying and i studied meisner for oh, okay. three and a half years and also some of that has transferred over into my music and even what I'm doing now, writing copy and delivering and practicing it. I uh, just wanted to ask you, if you do study a certain theory, how do you go about learning your lines? And I, and I, I don't, stu I'm not tied down to one thing because I think everything is relevant. Sure. And you want to make your toolbox indispensable. I have a mentor who's produced massive movies, right? And, uh, he says, you want to be indispensable in this town. And I said, what does that mean, Phil? He goes, well, basically, you want to be open your toolbox and there's more tools than a lot of people in this town. And I go, that's a fair point, what he's actually saying. Because if you look at the biggest actors, the producers, the directors, the writers, they're, they're everything. Yeah. If you think, they're even musicians, right? Do you know what I mean? Jamie Foxx and, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? And I think the more skills I can add to my toolbox, the better my the the better I'll be able to give. You know what I mean? The better I'll be able to give to the world. So the more training I do, the more knowledge. And that 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 also means being physically and mentally in shape. That's very important. Well that's kind of the alluded part or the second part of this question was personal tools. Yeah. Cause when you bring up much if you have such a devout um practice with, with martial arts, I would presume that you have sort of a meditation or some yeah. sort of spiritual guidance. You may have talked about religion much, yeah. but I just, I would, just, I would think that you kind of have a few of that to fill in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm born Hindu, very liberal family, okay. uh, Hindu Punjabi family in the North of England, very open-minded group around all kinds of ethnicities, religions, yeah. sexualities, always been open-minded. You know what I mean? Martial arts definitely helps. I always ground myself every morning. The first thing most people do on their, when they wake up, they grab their phone. They give their sovereignty to their cell phone. I don't. I don't look at my phone until I've been to the gym. So I usually start my day about half four in the morning. I get to goals at five, do my hour and 15, 20 minutes. I don't like doing it. I'm not going to lie to you, but I do it because it makes me bulletproof. Bulletproof in the sense that mentally and physically connected, mm -hmm. you know? And when I can do that, I know that I can dominate the day no matter what anything throws at me. On the day. It doesn't matter. But Monday is the most important one because Monday setting off the week. Monday is very... Never miss a Monday. Monday sets the week off. So I, I did I, I did Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I took today off because I had that class. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to get rest so I could be more focused for the class. Yeah. But I'll be back on it tomorrow. You go to the one on call? Call, yeah. I just joined. 
Yeah, did you? Yeah. I go at the you five. You go a little earlier than I do. Five in the morning, mate. It's the best. Interesting. That that that, that would be a good time. I like to do it. Um, I don't want to digress because you said something I think is important. Go and, on. and when I stopped working in the medical device world and I stopped being so dependent on emails and texts and things like I used to wake up and I was forced to check what the East Coast was doing and what, you know, and then I had to go respond and it was, it was stress entered my body immediately. And now that I have created time and space for myself, um, my roommate will attest to this, but like the first thing I do in the morning is just focus on my dog. I do get up and I do a little bit of breathing just so that I turn on my parasympathetic nervous system. Um, and just become a little more aware and not just in, environmentally aware. And then I go to the park with my dog. I go grab a 7-Eleven coffee, uh, and I'll go hit the park, and we do a lap, and we do a lap, and we go sit down on the park bench, and I'll do what we need to do, and then I'll pull out the phone. And I, I do that purposely because I'm outside with my dog and the trees. on. A, so the first time that I engage it is by choice yeah. in that environment. Now, sometimes... I may get there and hit it really quick, but I just know that I'm not laying in my bed where it's dark and I force my eyeballs to figure that little square thing out. Yeah. And I don't know what that means, but I love your fucking own the day. Because <laughs> it's a choice and I have to stick to it yeah. and it's hard. Being Like being thankful that waking up and you're like, you've got your health, you've got your house, you've got your happiness. That's perspective. People forget that. Yeah. People are trying to get a house on the hills even before they forgot whether they're thankful for what they already have. Just because you have a house on the hills doesn't mean you're happy. I can attest to many people that have houses on the hills and are not happy. Yeah. Well, you don't need a lot to be happy as a human. Actually, as a human, you don't need a lot, really. Let's be honest. If your house is cashed, what other thing do you need, really? Yeah, I mean, happiness is, is individualized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. But it's... Oh, it... Do you need seven watches? No, you don't. No. no I mean, that's do you know materialism. What I mean? yeah. and, there you and go. Just... Yeah, there's absolutely... God, I, I I wish I could purge more than I have this year, mm. but definitely let go of some things. Got to do, mate. That's how you grow. Yeah. It's the best, mate. You, you'll, you'll, you'll have some great discoveries in that moment. <laughs> I promise you. Because you'll realize things that you put on a pedestal you don't anymore. Do you have any animals or do you no. you live alone or have a roommate? I have a roommate who's chill. He's never there, so it's cool. Yeah. Are you dating? I was, right but now? not anymore. I don't need yeah. the stress. I've kind of fallen into this. Uh, it's been a year since the last, oh, God, it was last summer. So last July since I've had actual, I mean, I've been on a couple of dates. Oh, me too, yeah. Like dates or whatever, but not like hanging out with somebody. And... For a long time, I kind of put pressure on myself, not from my mom or my sister or my family or anybody, that I was, I felt incomplete without a partner. I kept saying, I was like, man, how, man I, was, I thought I'd have a wife and like mm. a kid or a rug rat right now. And I'm, but I'm also trying to take time to look at that and go, man, right now you're focusing on yourself. Those thoughts should go back inside and to the side. But it's hard because, um, I am a guy, so we're maybe on the good side of this. As you get older, yeah, women tend to have more of a stress than that. But it's something that I've, this year, the last few days, even coming back from Oklahoma and being, I don't know, it's just been, it's nagging at me again. Like, hey, man, you need to get out and meet more ladies and uh, get that back into your life. Because I feel like I'm a pretty good partner in a relationship, and it kind of keeps me in check. Yeah. You have and, to answer, answer to someone, yeah. Yeah, as, answer to the us. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's an us. And like trying to map out the, the, the year yeah. and doing podcasts and things, I was like, man, I think I need to put a little bit more energy back into that. So that's what I was asking. Yeah. I've just been kind of enjoying the, the single life and the freedom. Yeah. But it's also been more self-reflective and not just like single life, bachelor life guy. You've discovered you though, mate. That's the thing. Not People lose it touch of who they actually are and you've rediscovered you and that's a beautiful thing mate yeah no cell phone being connected to your dog yeah. you know what i mean yeah. simple things that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to experience yeah Something do you have a daily simple. practice like you kind of start about your morning and go morning to the gym. i go to the gym I'm, I'm very thankful i always listen to this speech by arnold schwarzenegger because it's a very inspiring one oh. because like he, he's an immigrant you know and yeah. like 
it, it sets me up for the day because it it grounds me and it reminds me of like you know just persevere, stay humble, stay hungry, yeah. and be willing to give back, giving back because you got to learn, you got to earn, and you got to return. That's very very important. Say it again. You have to learn. Learn. Learn from acting yeah. or whatever it may be. Learn, earn, earn from that knowledge. And right? return. And you have to return. So that means giving it to the next line. Yeah. And people forget that. Yeah. You've got to return, mate. That's that's paramount, mate. I was listening to a podcast a couple of days ago. It was on my road trip. And they were re- referring to a book called The Second Mountain. And I don't know the author. And I don't recall what the context of the conversation was. But in regards to my thought right now was... Everybody has two mountains to climb. Very rarely can they climb, be climbed at the same time. Some have that ability. They're rare. But the first mountain in someone's life is basically discovering one's ego and figuring out what drives them to the top of that mountain. And then typically, we fall from the top of a mountain and we're in some sort of a valley. It's the next peak and that second mountain that usually becomes of service. And it's less about ego and more about serving others. And and what you just said, it kind of reminded me of that, sort of paralleled that yeah, yeah. Uh, note. And it's something I've been trying to live with a little bit more now. I'm like, thinking, am I on my second mountain? <laughs> like, is that is that what this feels like? I was in a little bit of a valley for a while, and I'm starting to kind of climb up on this second mountain. Um, and I don't know. Does that make does, is that, have you ever thought about anything like that? I've ne- I'll be honest with you, mate. I've always, I always thought about like, like just like anything that comes at me, yeah. regardless of what it is, just experiencing the good and the bad of it, and taking everything that comes. If I've done something wrong, I fucked up. I've got to pay the consequences. Simple as. If I've done something good, then great, I get the reward. But I'm not gonna like be buzz off it. I'm just gonna be like yeah. learn from it. You know. Sounds like when you described your story earlier about. Uh... Kind of having having kind of the fun life. Yeah, I think you kind of kicked yourself off the mountain. Oh, <laughs> you're I, you're I, like, I, I'm gonna go down the valley. I partied so hard, Michael. <laughs> you wouldn't even believe. Like honestly, yeah, I used to I used to mess around with women so so much. Yeah, so much. And 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 for me, I I could do it now if I really wanted to, but it's like it's not me because I'm on a different path now. Like you say, you know. Yeah. And this path is a a a, a discovery about me, who I am, what I want to be, what I want to give to the world. You know. Yeah, I'll, you know, what does it look like? So, if you had to describe, like, right now, if you had to have your one true mission statement, you're know, like, this is, like, what was it? What did it, what would it sound like? Like, how do you mean? Break it down simple. Like how? Like your mission statement for yourself right now. Like you know, if a, like a company is like, oh yeah, we make shoes, and for every shoe you buy, like okay. Tom's, you know, well, this is our mission. This is we're here to give shoes and. Hard work, stay humble, and be be good with everyone. Even, like, I, I listened to The Rock speech. He did this speech with the L.A. Lakers, which was really good. I don't yeah. know if you've heard it. Uh-uh. Listen to it. It's really good. He talks about how, like, when he's on a on, a, on an arena, and he always takes back those moments when he had $7 in his, in his pocket, and it really brings him down to earth a little. And it's perspective, you know? Yeah. You don't, like I say, you know what it is? I've met some really cool, successful people, not just money success, but successful. And they're happy within themselves. They're, 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 they are their brand. Yeah. Whether it's Prada or Gucci or, I don't know, All Saints, whatever it may be, they are comfortable in that brand because they're comfortable. And you know when you're comfortable within your within yourself, you just flow differently. You yeah. glide. You're not in a rat race. You're just gliding above everyone. You know, you know, you're not, you're not navigating like that. You're like just gliding. Stress and anxiety from life and rushing and being emotional and not being the witness yeah. to your life is is very consuming and wears people out. Yeah. I see it all the time. Road rage and or I think once once you can figure out how to slow life down. A, you do become you're you're right on about everything. I think I was trying to reiterate the point because and make it personal because it's kind of happened to me recently. Where yeah, yeah. I've made the comment even just while I go about my phone in my mornings, just 
because it's helped me so much in my relationships, especially with my, my intimate family, like my mom, and my sister, we just got back from a, a pretty rough emotional, um, time with my aunt. And I can tell you that in the past, I'm the emotional one on my, in my, on my side of the family, but more recently I have really grown into being more steadfast with that emotion. Mm. And most of it's really just becoming sort of a silent observer and, and becoming more of a witness and, and paying attention. And if there is some craziness or if I even get angry or even overly excited, just check it real quick and have a quick yeah. thought. Because sometimes it's that emotion, good or bad, that leads down a path and then the stress and anxiety comes because we get all worked up and we're the mind's going yeah. crazy and the voices are telling us to do stuff. and. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, any little thing can set us off. That's yeah. what's so funny about being human. Like the bad stuff is as good as the yeah. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and you made the comment earlier about creating content. That's really what, like my mission for sitting in this room now, not only was I wanting to create a safe place and like really learn more about people and why they do what they do, but also to be a part of the the group that is putting good content out there. Mm. And if you pick up your phone and hopefully if you check out a YLab Instagram or a Facebook something and, and you look at it, hopefully you're like, oh, that's that's nice. It's not abrasive. It's not aggressive. It's not bad. Mm. And that's my mission. That's yeah. really all it is. And the byproducts, I get to sit down with cool folks, yeah, man, cool. And, Thank you, man, and get to know more about it. Our relationship will be yeah. better. and So that's kind of, that's really all I can that's why I loved hearing you say that, man. It's just easy to relate to. It sounds like you hit it early because you're, you're like, you're like driving in it. You're like driving in the car hard too, charging, but you're still like, oh yeah, it's good. I ride, I ride my bike and like, up, I don't own a car. But I could have oh, get bad car. analogy. Uh, I I've been driving my no, it's fine though. I've been but, driving yeah. my driving riding my bike for the for the best past six years. People say to me, how can you not own a car in LA? You need a car in LA, and I'm like, no, you don't. Mm-mm. Yeah, you do. I'm like, let me tell you, I've done it for six years now. The point I'm saying is this, is you, if you want it so bad, you will do it on a skateboard, on a car, on a bike. It doesn't matter. The fucking, what, what do you call it? The Egyptians built pyramids. They built, they built <laughs> huge fucking blocks, right? Yeah. How the hell did they get them with no modern day equipment? Think about this, right? I've, just, my brain, like it. You know what I mean? I'm like, if they can do it, you can do it. And I think just... As a as a as a human race, we've just got so sensitive. And if you're ever in a restaurant, right, yeah. it's got this far. Because when I'm at Nature Hour, there's like six things on the menu, and people are so indecisive about the six things. Now, instincts are thousands of years old for Homo sapiens times, right? Yeah, we didn't have options. Now, if you're confident when you gl- fl- flow above everyone, you'll go, yeah, you know exactly what you because you'll trust your instinct. And your instinct, nine times out of ten, is always right. I can assure you, when you sense danger, you send some things off, that's your instinct. And people don't trust their instinct because you start second-guessing. That's where it becomes the good, evil, and the, bad, the good and the bad. It's your own instinct playing games with you. Man, that's a really good point. Where well, if you just trust yourself... And Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about that. Trust yourself. Trust your gut. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you believe you're the biggest podcaster in the world, you believe it, that's it. I don't need to tell you any different. It all starts from within. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. It all starts from within. Yeah, Self-belief, I mean, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, and the more... God, it's just like this. It's, it's the chain of events. Self-belief and confidence and the ability to kind of take a step back and... But you don't need validation and, from anyone else yeah. but yourself, mate. Yeah. Because you've won. Doing this, you've already won. Because I can assure you, there's 90% of Hollywood are dreaming of just doing this. And you've already Shit. done it, mate. You've already won, mate. That's the thing. And it's perspective. That's the thing. And now you build on that perspective take to the next level. Yeah. Simple. Why does it seem so hard, but yet when you say it, it so, sounds easy? <laughs> it's, you know what it is? Where it's so hard, but when you say it, it just sounds easy. Like, oh, yeah. It's hard for people to do that. To literally, they try to be perfect. Gary V talks about that. Yeah, it's ever. It's we all have this. I don't know. It's measurement. It's the greens. Of, we 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 label ourselves these things. We have these agreements with ourselves. We're comparing ourselves to everybody else. It's ego. We all have an ego. Yeah, Every one of us on the planet has an ego. It's a trap. It's a trap. 
It's a very good point. Well, this is the point of the podcast where we're kind of reaching the end of it. Yeah. I'm still kind of stuck in that last statement though, man. You kind of, I just love hearing you say that. It reiterates so much of the, and it validates so much of what I see and hear and what I'm putting myself or what I'm trying to feed myself, which is follow your instincts, trust your gut, believe in yourself, be happy. A lot of times, even just that mantra itself gets cheesy and corny. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, mm. and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm believing yourself. You, yes, believe, because that's another voice. That's you going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me cut you, sorry to cut you off, mate. If you're in a grocery store, right, yeah, and you were one of the brands in a, in, a, in an aisle down Whole Foods, let's let's call it the, I don't know, the protein powder brand, right? You go yeah. down the protein powder section. Yeah. Why do you pick the brands that stick out? Think about this, right? Now, let me stop you there. You picked that certain brand for a reason. Now, if you leave, labeled yourself as that brand, I don't know, Muscle Milk or, I don't know, Metarix or whatever the brand is, right? If you regard yourself as a brand and you treat yourself, Michael Flowers, as a brand, you brand yourself, you're a brand. Yeah, I'm a leading. I call myself a leading man. I'm not an actor. I'm a leading man. I say that yeah. because I'm not, I'm not a sheep. I'm a shepherd, which means I could create my destiny. I don't follow the sheep. That's the difference. So I believe in myself. So any room I go into, the energy I bring from my self-belief is already in there. That's it. Badass, dude. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like I do. You just and I believe hear it. in and yourself. Here I see it. I hear. I see it, and I hear it again. And people, and it's so funny, right? Because I get people, customers in nature. They go, "Yeah." I go, "No, no. Let me stop you there. I'm not an actor. I'm a leading man." They, they laugh. I go, "Do you know what? Is you can laugh now." Yeah. But when I was in England in an acting studio. When acting coaches are telling me you'd never make it as an actor, now living in Hollywood, think about it. Yeah, you just never know. You never know, and it's perspective, it's mate. I, I, I've already won. I love it. I've already won. I'm in Hollywood, mate. Yeah, and this is the magnitude of the film and TV industry, really. It is. Really, you yeah. make it in this town, you make it in the world. That's what my dad always used to say. You know, and I'm here. I'd rather be, and Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino says it. He'd rather be the worst in the best room. Because you've got the best people in the room. If you're only going to get the smartest person in the room, leave the room. You're finished. Leave the room. There you are. And that's why I love being in Hollywood because there's yeah. so many so many great people. But it all starts from within. It's awesome. Well, so end of the podcast, what I like to do is a final four. It's kind of a rapid fire. Okay. Four questions. Yeah. One sentence or less or one word. Got it. Neil Kumar, final four. What's the least expensive thing you couldn't do without? Least expensive thing. Oh wow, that's a great question for you. Least expensive thing. Wow, my bike. Ah, uh, yeah, it's fifty dollar bike. No one's gonna uh, steal it though, are they? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I got a shitty bike. <laughs> you're, you know what you're doing. Yeah. That's a great answer. No, that's a great answer. Um, what's the last thing that you lied about? Last thing I lied about. I, uh, an audition. Because I did my research on this person. I asked a few people, reputable people. Mm -hmm. This guy's Mickey Mouse. Don't work with this person. And I said, I I'm on a job. Because a Ferrari doesn't compete with a Honda, does it? You know what I mean? So you lied to protect yourself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You have to be selective when you're the best, mate. Do you know what I mean? I love it. Have you ever been to jail or arrested or detained, and what for? Yeah, I end up in a house party with uh, with these girls, and uh, the police come arrested <laughs> us because they tried to they tried to try to claim that we raped them and stuff, but we didn't. Oh God! Yeah, but the funny thing is, right? Yeah, it was all on camera. Oh my goodness! Because it was a you know You're what I mean? Just drunk. Yeah, they were all just drunk, and they yeah. and the, the police arrested us, and we we took it like gentlemen and this and we didn't do anything to them. Yeah, and they didn't know because it was this house that we rented. There was a camera in the corner and they managed to get the footage and like, oh my God. I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing now, but yeah. That's You got put in jail for yeah. that. Like Detained. A, like a, a day, yeah. Oh my God. That would have been brutal. That would have been brutal, <laughs> wouldn't it? I'm so thankful that camera in the corner, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that was question number three. This would be question number four. What do you think makes a person most attractive? You know what? I tell what a, a guy or a girl. Okay, I'll I'll relate it to a woman, right? Because like, she doesn't have to be the most attractive looking, right? Yeah. 
But if you you have the same much fun having a McDonald's Happy Meal as you are in Wolfgang Pucks in Beverly Hills, that's yeah. the one. It doesn't matter where it is. You could be having a picnic at Griffith Observatory, going to you know just getting some food from the Geltons down the street. So what is that? What's what trade is that? That's like uh, just making do with whatever you've got. I like you that. don't need a lot, and enjoying that moment. Appreciate what you have. Appreciate what you have. Appreciate what you have. that moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and like that's the best, mate. I don't. I having money. Yeah, great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everyone's chasing for that, but when you chase the moments, mate, and people forget the moments. It's the moments because people never forget how you make them feel. You're full of all the good. Quotes, it's true though, isn't it? You're people, totally... I have girlfriends that still hit yeah. me up now because they never forget how I made them feel. Yeah, and they look for the quality of me in the guy they used their date. They want to date. Yeah, I had to let go of one because, to be honest, with you, she's too needy, and I, yeah. I, 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 we, our frequencies are different. Let's put yeah. it nicely. Yeah, there, there. Are, I would say I'm probably split fifty fifty when it comes to past relationships. I've had some bad breakups. Um, and I've had some splits that we kind of have needed to just go our separate yeah. ways. But then there have also been some that I just still love and care for. And I'm like, we just, we're not, yeah. we're not intimately compatible anymore, but I wish you the best kind yeah. of thing. So appreciate what you have. Man, it's been cool catching Thank up you. with you appreciate today, Thank you. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. It's been fun. It's been, it's been an honor um, digging in a little bit more and uncovering and unpacking yeah. some of the things that kind of drive you and, and make you passionate. I think today what I learned the most about you is I knew you were passionate and I knew you had this energy to make, but I didn't, I don't know how I knew how well refined and well planned you, you are. Have to be made if you want to be and the best, don't you? M- much respect you know I mean? and admiration for being headstrong and, and, and doing you a following yeah. dreams. Man. Thanks mate. Cool to have Appreciate you it. Thank you man. Yeah. Well, so, Wild Lab Podcast with Neil Kumar. We're we're done, man. We're getting out of here. Uh, It's Thursday, so y'all have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.